Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Southern Bancorp Studio here in Hattiesburg. Bob Getty and Kelly Sander with another edition of the Eagle Hour. Going to get right to our first guest because she's traveling, as you may be able to hear a little noise in the background, and we think she's going to hit a dead spot where we may lose her and have to come back with her. But we're talking the head basketball coach, Joy Lee McDellis, uh, head of the Lady Eagle basketball program. Coach, I know both of your games uh, this week have been canceled from uh, COVID. I thought you might be taking it easy, but no, you're, you're on the road recruiting. <laughs> No, and then our Louisiana Tech game that was supposed to be next Sunday, we moved it to this Sunday. So now we're headed to play Louisiana Tech right. so that we don't go a whole week. Because, like, for example, we had four young ladies out for COVID that was not able to play at Marshall in Western Kentucky. So they've not played since December 19th. Right. So we're going to La Tech on Sunday. So we found that out late yesterday afternoon. And so it's just been a quick turnaround and game preparation. And I've had an opportunity. It was already perfect for me to – I was going originally tomorrow night to South Louisiana to watch the state top high school teams play. But instead, I'm going tonight, and then we'll head out to Ruston, Louisiana on Saturday. Coach, what is the criteria that Conference USA is using to make a decision to cancel a basketball game? Well, you got to have one coach. Doesn't matter. One, as long as you have one coach, it could be your wherever in the food chain you are. One coach and seven players. And you know, like we go to Marshall and Western, we have four out with COVID, but we have four out that. In, that was injured that had not even some had not even practiced some had only gone half court coming back from Christmas and so we were down to our seven should I say to make that tough road trip to Western and Marshall and so our injured ones gave us everything they could they jumped back on board to try to help us out and we really played well at Western we just didn't guard anybody and they didn't guard us and when the score's 98 to 88, not a whole lot of defense play, should I say. <laughs> uh, and then we go to Marshall, and we play it close. And the score's not an indicator because, of course, under the final three minutes, we have to get – we got in situations where we fouled, and then we went into half the fouling, and then the, the score got stretched. Uh, but both teams played a zone and of our – young ladies, two of them or our best long-distance shooters. So, not much of a threat versus his own defense. But I want to remind our listeners that Coach McNellis is traveling into South Louisiana and we're beginning to lose her signal. So, if we lose her completely, 
or it just becomes where we can't hear you, Coach. We're going to give you about 15 minutes to get by the swamp, which we know you're headed by a swamp, and, and then rejoin you. Coach, I wanted to ask you, your colleague at Jackson State um, has said that the, the pandemic, that COVID has completely taken all of the fun out of coaching her basketball team. And regardless of pensions or 401k plans, she believes that that COVID will send more coaches into retirement than anything else. Oh, I just wanted to get your comment I, on her. I, I do. I, I would agree with that, that it's just frustrating and dealing with you don't have these players, you don't have those players, contact tracing. I mean, even now players are not contact traced that have been vaccinated, but vaccinated kids are getting the COVID. And so – even though it doesn't last long, you're still in a five-day protocol that they cannot be with the team. I mean, two of our kids that last week that were uh, tested positive, they were in situations they never really felt bad other than their sinuses. That was it. But we were without them for four day, for four games. I mean, two games. And it is, but, you know, I'm that believer that you just got to find the positive in something. You can't look at the game half full. So what I've, I've tried to share with my team is it creates opportunities. Change creates opportunities. So those players that are not happy that they're not getting to play, then you know what? Have you prepared and are you ready for that opportunity? Because sometimes in life, an opportunity only comes once. And it's not just in college athletics. It's in the world, period, when you get to be a grown-up. So I just try to flip that's what I do. I really work hard to flip, to try to find positive. Sometimes I go and practice, and I'm like, holy crap. But I don't let them know that. You know, I go in, try to be as upbeat as I can, and, you know, hey, it's a great opportunity for you. It's like I talked to because we're going to be without one of our players, uh, starter going to uh, Louisiana Tech. And I told this young lady today, I said, are you scared of success? She said, no, ma'am. I said, the window is wide open, calling your name. You need to have some energy and be talking in practice. That's what you need to do because it's open. But some people just don't respond well because they've not properly prepared for that opportunity. Yeah, but bless bless your heart. If it's not one C word, it's another <laughs> one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're battling one C word, and you're, you get, you're winning that battle, and then here comes another C word. Yeah. Challenges of opportunity. you got to take advantage of challenges. So I just think our coaches have to, and, I, and be honest with you, in our office, we're like, oh, my goodness, is it happening again? No. Like one player today tested negative yesterday. The on-campus clinic said, we want her tested again. We think she really has it. We think it was a false uh, negative. And I'm telling you, we were waiting to 12.15 to get the call to say she was negative, and we were all hollering in her office. <laughs> so, we were so, excited. So, Coach, <laughs> you played two conference games with minimal players. You said seven, yes. I think. And, uh, well, and We had seven healthy ones. Right. And, and all of those seven healthy ones, only – I don't think any of the starters, now that I'm thinking through it – were completely healthy. Okay, and, and then you're going to lose two games. It just seems to me that that this is skewing, and it, it goes by. We've talked about it in the NFL. 
But in women's college basketball, it's the same thing. It's really skewing the season. How do, oh, it does. You, how do you determine where your team is if you'd never have your five starters, you know, two games in a row? Right, right. It's difficult, and, and you really can't give a real judgment to that. You just can't. This is my concern with all of that, is that every AD needs to be like our AD. Every AD needs to be above board. And just because our kids were half court, you know, he said they don't have COVID, we need to play. Everybody needs to do that. Not if your best player is out and you call COVID so you don't have to travel to play. There you I go. I mean, I just, and that happens. I'm telling you, it happens. Like Texas happens. A&M. Yeah, before their bowl game. Right, right. Yes, right. yes, yes. So so what if your quarterback can't play? Your other kids deserve to play. Right. They're on the team. That's going to be the rule. They're on the team. Right. They practice just as hard. And so I'm okay, but let's play fair. Let's are, don't play fair. Are, are you seeing okay. teams that do that, fair. Coach? Oh, you, yes. Oh, right. yes. Yes. So you see teams canceling games because their studs are not going to be able to play. Yeah, yeah. What does that say? I mean, it's just... It's just unfortunate. I mean, what what are you teaching your kids? Well, we we never had to worry about it at Iowa State because we never had any studs. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a single one. You know, so. <laughs> but I mean, even your whether it's your starting point guard or your best center, play. Everybody else is doing it. You're no different. Right. Well, one, no different. well, one of the other things now that that college sports is dealing with, Coach McNellis, is the image and likeness rule. Where amateur athletics, pure amateur athletics as we knew it, as we know it, is out the window. It's gone the way of the buffalo, and now that's something else that yeah. you and your colleagues now have to deal All right, with. And coach, I'm gonna ask you to just hold up on that thought because we've only got okay. about twenty seconds to the break. Okay. We do want to talk to you extensively about that today. How close are you to the swamp? Should we? I, continue? I, got, I got a little time. I can come back. All right. So we, you think we can uh, hold you over, and you'll still be in range uh, in the next segment. Yes, All right, yes. Coach Shirley McNellis is going to continue. Okay. Ke- Kelly kind of laid the groundwork for what we want to talk to our Coach about when we come back in the second segment. Uh, we've been kind of debating that before the show. And, uh, you know, it, it just – we're seeing a titanic change in college athletics. And we saw an example of it this week here in Hattiesburg. And Coach McNellis, I'm sure, has some thoughts to share about it as well. Coach Joy Lee McNellis on the Eagle Hour – also, Chris Oney going to be talking to us about that new Pearl River Southern Miss connection in basketball. Eagle Hour continues. Stay with us. Southern Miss to the top. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue for their sponsorship of the opening segment of our show every day. Great food, great catering services, and wonderful people. They're open seven days a week right here in Hattiesburg. Dickie's Barbecue. Also, 
want to say hello to Miss Kathleen as we do every day with great joy in our heart at uh, Campus Bookmark and CampusBookmark.net. She is one of our favorite people, and uh, that is where you need to go for your Southern Miss swag and apparel, Campus Bookmark, CampusBookmark.net. As we continue broadcasting the Eagle Hour on the Super Talk Radio Network from the Southern Bank Course Studios, we're talking to head basketball coach Joy Lee McNellis. All right, Coach, I appreciate you talking to us while you're traveling. Kelly, ask you about uh, this likeness image uh, situation that has developed in college uh, sports. Uh, kids, kids literally getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars now to play college athletics. Your thoughts, Coach? Well, you know, I think if the rich get richer, the poor get poorer. And I just think it's not college athletics anymore. I mean, let's just, I mean, you're paying. And I get it. You know, if I was a kid and I knew I'm not going to make it in the pros and I could make a hundred grand, I'm, I'm, I want to make a hundred grand for sure. Now the adjustment after life, you got to figure that out or you're going to go in deep depression. Um, <laughs> uh, for sure. It'll be lots of anxiety medicines sold. Well, the, one of the other things, though, Coach McNellis, would would you agree or, or disagree that there's going to probably be a gender inequity in all of this as well? Oh, indeed, indeed, that it the is. guys are going to no get doubt. the guys are going to get most of the money, and the women aren't aren't going to hardly get anything correct. comparatively. That's correct, correct. You know, and that unfortunately, even though there's been Title IX and those things, it you know, let's let's just speak the truth. It's that way anyway. It, it's that way anyway. But yes. There will be even that much more disparity between the two, for sure. I get that. Uh, is, do I think it's fair? No, I don't. But it is what it is. Um, but I just think it is really sad that the NCAA has allowed college athletics just to be taken away. And, you know, as much as I would love to see, you know, players – for example, I'm I'm hoping Plumley stays in Hattiesburg. What a great experience it would be for his hometown, for you know, for him of getting the feel of college of of, of high school athletics. So, so many people say over and over again, you know, it's high school athletics is different than college athletics. It is. It is, it is totally different. And you know, you get that opportunity to be up the famous high school kid. You know, that's the most awesome thing about Malia Grayson here. You know, I'm sure Malia could have had a lot of opportunities, but the greatest thing about it is she chose right here to impact her community. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that something, the NLI, not the NLI, the likeness and image, right. hopefully someone will pick up Malia Grayson. I mean, that's one of the first kids that stayed in basketball home and not pursued something in greatness. I think that kid deserves something, to be very honest with you. But I do think that it has totally changed the whole concept of athletics. But but the argument, the argument, Coach McNellis, is that this stuff has been going on for years. It's just been sure. going on behind closed doors and under right. the table. Now it's legal. Right. It's not illegal anymore. Right. And is there still going to be a game changer? Is it a game changer still? Yes. Yes, it is. Because now Susie Smith now can read that Sally Jones is getting it. You know, they may have talked about it, but now it is all on social media. Now it's everywhere that she's signing for this. And I think social media is the biggest difference. 
that you didn't have then. I think that plays a big part in it. Right. Because you know what? Sammy Jones could have gotten a hundred grand, but nobody really ever knew it except his people that were real close to it. The coaches t- sold it in recruiting, but you know it wasn't out there, should I say. Right. But I think it's very unfortunate for people like us at Southern Miss of the poor getting poor. I, I just think that's really sad. But I do understand on the kids' side that grew up that didn't have a whole lot. I mean, that's I grew up, my dad worked two and three jobs just so we could make ends meet. And if you would have offered me a hundred grand, I'm like, whoa. Because there's no pro in women's basketball. Right. That, the, again, I just think the bottom line is, is it's taken away college athletics. There's a big disparity in it. Uh, and it's only the rich get richer. Uh, Coach, I think it's fair to say, too, that women's athletics are under siege in these cultural things that we see now. I mean, oh, I, you may not want to talk about this, but, you know, if a, if a guy comes to you and says, you know, I'm, I identify now as a, as a woman and I want to yeah. play on your basketball team. I mean, where does this where does this madness stop? Yeah, it, it's crazy. It is crazy. Fortunately, I've not had to deal with that. Um but there's a whole lot of other things that we deal with that makes it crazy from COVID to, you know, the likeness and image, you know, from dealing with a little bit of everything that just you try to deal with. It's just, again, as to me said, it's just frustrating overall. But I think as a coach, it is our God responsibility to find the positives in everything right. that we do so that our kids can learn to see that. Because I think, you know, and, and all my players want to play, and all of them are not happy because of playing time. That's usually what it boils down to, you know, and they want to point fingers. But what happens, and it's what I always say, what happens in life when the opportunity comes and you're not ready for it? When you when an opportunity comes for a promotion, but you've cut corners in your job for that promotion, I mean, for that job, and you've not arrived early, you've not stayed late, then guess what? And Susie did. Susie's going to get the promotion. Right. Well, one last thing we're going to fuss about (laughs) and vent to you about. I'm fixing to lose you. I think this all started, really, the deterioration in in collegiate athletics when they stopped the rule that said, well, if you want to transfer, you can transfer, but you're going to have to sit out a year. Because if Kelly Sanders is unhappy with his playing time, and he wants to transfer, and he has to sit out a year, well, maybe he uses that year – to reevaluate what he's Correct. doing. But now Correct. it's easy to say, well, I didn't get my way, so I'm in the portal and I'm gone. Right. Is that right? right? right. That's, that's very true. I think the other side of that is that with them being able to play immediately, again, it goes back to the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer, is Power 5 schools recruiting from mid-majors. Sure. That year. I mean, that's another issue we have to face. Yeah, as, and, as if it wasn't tough enough. Yeah, yeah. So, and and that is reality with us. That's reality mm. with who we are. Right. Um, so that that's even another twist that makes it so difficult. Yeah. Um, that they can just pack up and go, and they're going to get again. Well, let's talk about money. When we get three hundred and fifty dollars stipend, and then in our same state, the school gives a thousand dollars stipend. That's all you know, about the money. And it, it's all about the money. Again, the rich get richer, poor getting poorer. 
But you know what? I may be poor, but I'm going to still fight. Okay, now, and Coach, don't you don't you get frustrated and retire, all right? Don't you get frustrated and retire. Right I will. I will in time, but not right now. <laughs> and, I, and I'll tell you what, if you've seen the spread that she and her husband live in, she's talking about being poor. I wish I was poor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Coach, we always love having you on the show. We really appreciate it. We know you're, you're headed down uh, yep, into the swamp you. right now. But yep. uh, thanks so much. And, again, ladies play – uh, when? When will be the next game? We play next Thursday at home at 6 o'clock. All right, and you've got a weekend game, though, at Tech. At La Tech on Sunday at 2 o'clock. All right, well, best of luck to you. Be safe traveling. We'll look forward to having you on the show again soon. Thank you so much. Appreciate right. you. Coach have fun, guys. Happy New Year. Thank, Thank you. you. Coach McNellis, everybody, head basketball coach, and um, she's always going to express her opinion. And, you know, I don't know of any coach that works harder than this lady. She She gets a break. Because, you know, of COVID, and she's on the road trying to recruit a kid for next year or two years. And and really, sometimes it, it can kind of be tough because she doesn't expect her kids to work any harder than she does. She works <laughs> and But she certainly isn't going to accept anything no, less no. than as hard no. as she works. Hey, as we go into the break, I want to thank Alex Bynum for contacting me yesterday. And I want to correct something that Kelly and I reported yesterday. The SEC actually was five and six in bowl games. We overlooked the wins by Kentucky and South Carolina. So we want to correct the record. But as Alex said, five and six still doesn't doesn't portray you as the dominant conference in America. But we appreciate uh, people like Alex listening to the show and uh, we want to apologize for our mistake. And, and if you go if you go based on that, then the Pac-12. I think Pac-12, did they not have the best record overall? Yeah. Of course, we, of course, you know, I, know <clears throat> I might be talking out of, you know what, right now, but I think the Pac-12 had the best record. So that would make them the kingpins, not the SEC, if right. you base it on bowl wins. Right. That's exactly right. All right. Thanks to our listener for uh, correcting us, and thanks to Joy Lee McNellis for giving us so much of her time, uh, a lady that we all here think very, very highly of. We'll be back. Chris Oney, if you've never listened to Chris Oney do an interview, stick around. You're going to like what you hear. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And we're glad you are. Welcome back to the Southern Bank Course studio here in Hattiesburg. That's where Kelly and I are this afternoon. Beautiful afternoon here in Hattiesburg. God's country, 70 degrees. I uh, got a call from a friend of mine up in the Mississippi Delta this morning. She was talking about how cold and windy and rainy it was. And uh, so here we are, 70 degrees and sunny skies here in South Mississippi. What a blessing uh, to be here. Hey, I want to thank 4th Street Bar Grill for their support of the Eagle Hour. They have a great eight ninety five plate lunch. Uh, you can enjoy that Monday through Friday. And there's lots of good food. Also great sandwiches at night and other types of food. 
Uh, adult beverages, of course, uh, pool, darts, all kinds of activities, and there's always a big game on the TV. We are attempting to reach uh, Pearl River Community College basketball coach Chris Oney. Like Coach McNellis, they're traveling. They're on their way to where? Itawamba tonight. Well, in Fulton, it, Mississippi. Is there service in Itawamba? I guess that would be the question. <laughs> We're going to find out soon enough, aren't we? But, yeah. you know, Pearl River's getting to be kind of a kind of a, a pipeline of talent, you know, to Southern Miss. You know, Tay Hardy signed last year, of course, went out with the labor uh, injury and is out this year. But then Isaiah Moore, who played at Pearl River, uh, originally signed with St. John's, wound up at Pearl River. They won the state championship in Poplarville. And now Isaiah Moore uh, donning. You know the black and gold, so um, it's it, it is getting to be kind of a, a, a pipeline of talent for uh, Jay Ladner, you know, at uh, at Southern Miss, and of course Jay Ladner coached at Jones and led Jones to a national championship. And but Pearl River, Pearl River's been king of the hill, uh, you know, as as of late. And joining us now is Chris Oney, who's on his way up to, as we mentioned, the booming metropolis of Fulton as they begin uh, play tonight in the M-A-C-C-C. Coach Oney, Happy New Year to you. Same to you guys. Hey, we're talking a little bit about uh, Isaiah Moore and, and his the way that he got to Southern Miss. Let's start there and the communications that you had with, with Jay Ladner and getting Isaiah Moore to go to Southern Miss, and then we'll talk a little bit about Isaiah's playing style. Right, right. Well, I, I really didn't have to do much. Uh, of course, you know, Jay Ladner and his staff was a fixture in our gym during that, you know, that, when they don't run uh, while they was recruiting Tay Hardy. Uh, Isaiah had already committed to St. John. And uh, so, but but he was always there, you know, they were always there watching Tay Hardy. So, you know, uh, Coach Ladd and Isaiah developed, uh, I guess, a friendship with one another. Uh, so when it all happened at St. John's, you know, Southern Miss was an opportunity to play with Tay Hardy again was something that Isaiah was intrigued with. What, tell us about his skill set, Coach Oney, uh, Isaiah Moore, and what he brings to the table. You know, he's a unique player because he's, he's 16, he's long, and he, you know, he can run and jump, and he's agile, uh, and, and, and he, can, he can make a, an outside shot. Uh, Isaiah's sophomore year in high school, I believe, you know, he was a point guard. He was only six foot tall, and then went home for the summer in group. Seven eight inches. Wow, that's the reason why you have some of those guard-like skills you know, even today. But but one of the one of the drawbacks, you know, for hearing from colleagues of yours and so on, is that that Isaiah Moore tends to have a short fuse, and that if he gets inside of his own head, it's sometimes not repairable. That particular game is that is that a fair assessment? I'm sure part of that is just the mature the natural maturing process. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's it's, it's a the gift and the curse, I guess. You know, he he really wants to win. You know, and sometimes he come across, you know, with 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 the wrong, you know, action to 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 show that, you know, he's he's kind of upset about not winning the game. Uh, and he, he puts a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, and it's something that you know he obviously uh, has has been working on. You know, but sometimes it just it just comes out the wrong way. But the meaning. And the intent, you know, is, 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 is good. Coach, another great kid you've sent to Southern Miss is, is Tay Hardy. And I uh, wanted to get your thoughts about how, how you've observed his, his play at Division One, And then, of course, 
he suffered this really bizarre injury. And I was watching the game the night it occurred, and it was just so weird how it happened. And the basketball team just has not been the same since he went out of the lineup. And it was very unfortunate because he spoke with Tate, you know, right before the season started. He told me, I mean, he looked the best I've ever seen him. You know, he was in the best shape. He had really, really worked did we lose him uh we're getting close let's give him just a second to see if the signal will come back they're traveling as we had said at the start of the interview both right. of our guests today are on the road uh, when they agreed to join us and as good as cell service is generally there are parts of our country that's... get a womb up <laughs> would, would be one that comes to there all right is. coach i think you're back finish your thoughts about Tay Hard. okay yeah 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 I mean, Tay Hard, he was said to have a really good year he was also having a really good year yeah, he scored almost 30 against lamar i think but it's just one of those things that just happened you know that it's really can't control you know you just hate that it happened because you know, I think their team was really counting on, you know, the things that take and bring to the table, the things that he were doing. You know, a lot of his guys were feeding, feeding off of, 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 of his work ethic and his attitude and his, you know, leadership. Uh, so you kind of, you know, really hate to see it happen. Here, later they lost a lot of close games. I spoke with Kyle Roman, Jay Landon about it. Man, you know, I hate to tell you this, but if Tay was there, you probably would have won that game, you know. It's just one of those deals. No question about that. You know, he's a really smart kid. He's ahead of the curve in all of his studies. Yeah. I'm assuming that he'll get a red a, a, a red shirt injury red shirt. Would you expect him back next year, Coach? Yes, I do. You know, and, I, and one of the things I told him, I said, "Man, it's the rate you're going, you're going to be about 35. You're going to be retired by the time you finish." <laughs> <laughs> how how is uh, how is the MACCC coach Oni handling uh, the COVID situation? Are, are teams getting uh, decimated because of of COVID protocols? Uh yeah, you know, and, and uh, we don't have all the money the big boys have to test as much as they do, you know. But we've done our part and getting all our guys vaccinated. Uh, but tonight has been a few games canceled uh, because of it, you know. Uh, but it's just it's just a fluid situation that you know we're trying to navigate through. And hopefully we can we can finish this year because I think this year you know will be obviously one of the most exciting years that that we've had in this league in a while. But I know it was something you thought after last year. Okay, we'll just have to navigate this for one year. Well, here you go again. Now, the second year, you're having to deal with a different form of COVID this time. At what point did this really get old? Well, you know, I'm one of the ones who kind of a, a downy, a downy diaper. You know, I've been, I've said even last year when, when we was having our meetings that, you know, people were ready to go back to the way it used to be as far as our rules. But I said, I don't think this stuff going anywhere, man. You know, I think it'll be around for a while. You know, you know, but you really hate it because it kind of takes away from some excitement, you know, you know, fans, you know, that generally be there, you know, don't come. And then, like, tonight, some games cancel. You know, it's just hard to get comfortable, you know, doing it, you know. But but anything we can do for the kids, and as much as we can do for the kids, you know, I'm all for it. Yeah, but, but I think the most frustrating thing, before I, before I send you back to Bob, the most frustrating thing to me would be you, you don't, and it's the same for every team, okay, so it's not just Pearl River in this boat. But it's difficult to really prove that you have the best team when you may not ever have your best five available all at once. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's just like tonight. You know, we had one guy that was down with it who got back like on yesterday, so he'll be limited, you know, tonight, you know, as far as his play. It, it was just hard to get to get a groove. You know, he's been out of practice, you know, so, you know, and it happened, you know, right when we, you know, we got back from the holidays, you know, so it's going to probably take us a few games and three weeks to get adjusted. Hopefully, you know, this, this doesn't happen again. Hey, Coach, you're really unable to evaluate your team, are you not? We asked Coach McNellis yeah. this earlier. You can't really evaluate where your team is at if you don't always have your five best on the floor. It's impossible. You know, it's impossible. You know, you know. I, I would assume most coaches in, in most sports are, are just like us basketball coaches, but, you know, us basketball coaches are so systematic. You know, we're so used to – doing this on day one, doing this on day two. Okay, we're not good at this. Let's do this on day three. You know, but with this, you know, stuff going on, you know, you're jumping around all the time. You know, or you're rushing, trying to hurry up and get stuff in, you know, because you're afraid that you may have some guys out, you know, or you get a game canceled or something like that, you know. So it's it's it's, it's, it's really, you know, a tough thing, and it's terrible that we have to go through it, especially when, you know, we were enjoying our best run, runs here in school history. Yeah, no question. Well, Coach Johnny, we appreciate you as always coming on the Eagle Hour. Thank you for sending those two fine young men uh, Hattiesburg's yeah. way, and and we'll hope that that pipeline stays open, and and uh, we got kids coming in every sport from Pearl River to Southern Miss. Absolutely, I appreciate you guys having go Wildcats. All right, Chris Oney, everybody, uh, kind of subdued today. Last time we had him on the show, <clears throat> excuse me, it was like having a stand up comedian, but uh, but you know all these coaches, man, they're just they're dealing with frustration and they're tired yeah you know they're just tired you can hear that in his voice yeah and and even joy lee who's who's always uh, she was you could tell she was a little bit uh, beleaguered with all of this and it's not a criticism it's just the truth and and i get it um when you're trying to make your living proving that you have the best team and you're never going to be able to prove it because of all these protocols and stuff it it as as tamika reed said at jackson state this pandemic is going to send a lot of basketball coaches into retirement as we go out of the break with one of the great songs of the 1970s Southern Miss to the top. Hey, we want to thank coaches Chris Oney and, of course, uh, Joy Lee McNellis, two of the finest basketball coaches in the land on the Eagle Hour today and both traveling. We really appreciate the fact that they would talk to us while they're on the road and distracted by other things. Also want to thank D1 and D-Bat for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Miss Catherine down uh, at the D-Bat is a great young lady, and uh, it's this time of the year to bring your kids down to D-Bat if you want to get them fine-tuned for little league or ball or you know school ball, and uh, if you're a, an adult athlete uh, in any sport, they can help you be the best that you can be in the sport that you choose to participate in. So we encourage you to support D1 and DBAT. More politics making its way into the world of sports, Bob. We talked about uh, the Washington football team right. has announced that the 2nd of February. This they, is gripe day, isn't it? They, they will announce. <laughs> well, we don't know what, what the new mascot is going to be, but but they will. And, of course, the 
the former name was taken away for politically correct Share reasons. Share your story, please. Share your story about this. Okay, I was on my way back from uh, the ATL, you know, the Jackson State, uh, South Carolina State game, the HBCU National Championship game. I was coming back from Atlanta, and the flight attendant, um, I can't tell you which airline, but, they, but they're based in the Southwest. Uh, my flight attendant, they were based out of Baltimore. I asked her, I said, where's your crew based out of? She said, Baltimore. And I said, oh, so you must be a Ravens fan, you know, just trying to make conversation. And uh, she said, oh, no, no, I am a Redskin fan. And I said, you mean the Washington football team? And she said, no, sir, I'm a Redskin fan. And I said, well, what do you think about the whole name flap? And she said, she said that she was Native American. And you could tell, you know, her skin tone and so on, that she had some Native American blood in her. And I said, well, then you tell me. And she said, these were her exact words. She said, this name change that Washington is going through is on you people pointed her finger at me and I said us people and she said yeah you white people were the one because we had no problem with it she said I didn't know any person in our tribe any that any problem with any of it we thought it was great and now they're taking it away from us and never asked never asked us right and uh, mm-hmm. so that's how she feels about it well now this political correctness has made its way into NASCAR now, you'd think if there's one sport that would absolutely put its foot down and say no. I, I think it's folding pretty quick. We are who we are, and we ain't changing. Well, one of the corporate sponsors put up money for one of the cars next year to be sponsored by Let's Go Brandon. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, okay. They okay. wanted a little different. A little different. They wanted that. Let's Go Brandon sprayed over the entire and NASCAR car. NASCAR said no. And was going to put up the money to do it. And, and that, NASCAR said no. Said no. So, <laughs> I, I hear the I hear the atmosphere at NASCAR races is different now. That you know the they they try to ban certain flags from yes, flying and, and Confederate and, flags. Yeah, uh, you know yeah. I, I I don't I don't know where it stops, Kelly. Uh, you know I've made my opinion clear about the name change of a football team that I watched since I was ten years old with my father and and, and they were that name for how long? 86 years when they changed the name. Uh, and never one time, never one time in my lifetime have I or anyone that I know who is a Redskin fan thought of that name in any other way except honoring, honoring Native. You realize the logo was created by a Native American and, and on you, the helmets. And you were honoring the toughness and ferocity. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and, and what really brought that home was when the flight attendant, who is Native yeah. American, said, this isn't on us. This what do we need to talk about the Cleveland Indians? A hundred and thirty five years they were the Cleveland Indians. And now they're going to be the Guardians. <laughs> oh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid the Redskins are fixed to be some well, but, ridiculous but, name like the Admirals or the Presidents. But or, closer to home, the Atlanta Braves? Nobody in Atlanta. How do they? How do? Yeah. How does? I, I guess that. I guess that goes back to the spine of the ownership: the Kansas City Chiefs, the Atlanta Braves, the Chicago Blackhawks. I, I think they've all told told the woke mob, "You need to go somewhere else because we're not changing." And and again, Native American groups. None of them have said they have any problem with any of that. With any of it, it honors them. 
So we'll find well, out. This is Grumpy Old Man Day on the Eagle Hour. We're glad you're with us this afternoon. <laughs> when I was a kid, I walked uphill to school both ways. You I'm know? sure Michael Mergens is in his office just shaking his head for the past Actually, he hour. just went to the restroom. I think he the, went to throw up. Listen to these two old guys. I just can't take this anymore. <laughs> but things things are changing. It's it's a constantly you know evolving landscape. And, you know, Southern, Southern Miss, we think, you know, there'll probably be some word that the Eagles are going to make the move to the Sun Belt sooner rather than later. And of course, once that domino falls, that's going to bring a whole new, there's a, there's a lot to talk about in the changing Yeah, one thing we landscape. really are looking forward to covering this year is baseball. And where's the tournament going to be? Is the tournament going to be in Hattiesburg if the Golden Eagles are adiosing as soon as the championship game is played and moving to the Sun Belt? What an interesting storyline that is. No, sure. It'll be in Hattiesburg. I feel I mean, like it will be. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I feel like it will I be. I mean, a deal is a deal, after all. Um, and again, they wouldn't be moving to the Sun Belt until July. Well, baseball season would be over. Right. Officially, you know. Hey, so. real quickly, once again, I want to thank Alex Bynum for contacting me yesterday. We just love input from our listeners. And hey, whenever we make a mistake, and if you know me and Kelly, that's real possible. Anytime we wake up, uh, we want you to bring that to our attention. That tells us you're involved in the show, and that we're very grateful for. One more to go this week, tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.